Hello, everybody. Welcome to Movies by the Letter. And we're on in three, two, one. You guys ready? I'm. I'm ready. Nick, you ready? So pissed off. Right You're now. the host. The host with the most. Yes. Hello, everybody. I'm Nick. I'm the host, and welcome to Movies by the Letter. This is the show where we pick a letter. For... So tired. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we we pick a letter and we pick three movies to watch. Six thirty a.m. Watching um, one of the films um, on this on this. I'm list. Nick, and I have two other co-hosts with me that are excited to be here. No. Same I'm always same. excited to record these episodes. I don't know what you're talking. These about episodes here. are more fun than the movies we watched. Can you just say your names? I'm Carter Green. I'm Jonathan. And uh, they should know by now. They shouldn't be starting on episode seven. Some people do. Okay, whatever. Then. You never like. Sometimes you go. To, you work no, backwards with podcasts. Sometimes you pick your favorite. Oh, if you movie. work background backwards. Every podcast I mean, you listen to, you go to. That's the, kind of embarrassing. You go to the first episode. You should. No, you go to your you favorite want to see movie, the progression. Zookeeper. Yeah, I've seen all 1,500 Joe Rogan episodes. This will go. Anyway. This is going to go viral when people will come to our podcast for the Zookeeper episode. They oh, go, my God. That's the infamous <laughs> Zookeeper episode. Anyways, what did everyone pick for the letter zookeeper. Z? Zookeeper. I picked Zero Dark Thirty. Picked a Z and two noughts. That's a Z and O. Who would like to start? Well, looks like Zookeeper is up. Um, <laughs> zookeeper, hold up, let me pull up. Can we get a plot? The, What's let, no, wait, let me pull up the director first, because I want to, he had a clear vision for this. Frank, Frank Karashi, or Karaxi? It's Kobayashi. I don't know, you pronounce it. Oh, famous French surrealist director, Franco. <laughs> Karashi. There this is part of the Czech New Wave. Yeah, <laughs> similar to the joke, which we reviewed. Famous director of... Oh, he directed Wedding Singer? That's actually a good movie. Uh, what did he direct? The Wedding Singer. He directed uh, Blended. Okay. Well, thanks, my <laughs> Sure. Whatever. Uh, Zookeeper is a movie... Explain the plot to me. I picked out of morbid curiosity. You were curious. You knew what you were getting into. I knew what I was getting into. I wanted to see exact, how bad it would be. You knew exactly what you were doing, and I'm still uh, angry that I. Well, I want to talk about some mood life. shifts throughout this movie too, because we we changed as people after, um, like in the middle of this we'll, film. We'll we have to talk about what we thought of it first. All right, all right. We'll let's go around just the go over. Let's talk about the I'll, mood throughout I'll the I'll give a brief movie. summary of what Zookeeper is. Kevin James plays a lovable loser. Lovable. He is fat. And incompetent. Classic and James. He's constantly messing up with the <laughs> what ladies. Is the, what is the review I read? Yeah, um, I'm gonna like pull this up. screen presence. He, an irresistible screen <laughs> yeah. persona. That's why he was like yes. anyone Classic goes. Kevin James. Um, he is a zookeeper, and then one day he discovers after first it starts off with a heartbreaking rejection. I think that's Kevin where James. the themes of and this it, movie it really start to called back at the end with. The role reversal. The themes in this movie are... Um... Um, so yeah, Kevin James discovers that the animals in the zoo can all secretly talk. Or can they? And they all decide they're going to band together and help Kevin James find a mate, find happiness. And uh, basically goes on a journey where he kind of discovers An himself epic, from there. Um, he goes down a dark path. He becomes a car salesman. <laughs> if you lay out the plot of this movie, it's insane. He becomes a car. It's like he becomes a car salesman. He goes. He, goes he gets. He, he gets the girl, but he realizes she wasn't his true love. His true love was in front of him the whole time. Classic bait and switch. His zookeeper friend, whose name I don't care. I don't know. Kate. So Kate. Yeah. All right, Kate. Him and Kate. They live happily ever after. Movie ends. What, so, did you got, what did you guys think of So for Zoom years, Keeper? film lovers have theorized about the true meaning of this movie. Were the animals real? Could they truly talk? Or was this all just a figment of Kevin James' imagination? And I think, looking beyond the comedy ass, I think this is truly a dark, a dark comedy, if you look at it. Um, Sure, there are funny moments. There are also some deeply unsettling and dark moments in this. I took this as dark, a tragedy. Dark themes, so <laughs> tragedy. Dark themes of loneliness tragic, and despair. Right. How you deal with grief in different ways. We see very like slow. Okay, this movie ass. 
and so yeah i expected bad and like i so what i was expecting was a really bad to the point where it's funny movie and for probably the first 45 minutes i did not get that and then the scene happens something happens that truly shifted my opinion kevin james and his gorilla friends played by who was it played i don't care who was played by oh, nick nolte nick nolte whatever they go. This is the zookeeper master. Or yeah, whatever. they have a fun night out. They go to a TGI Fridays and what oh can only God. be called place for me. and what can only be called a surrealist moment in this movie, which generated some genuine laughs from me from the ridiculousness. He's he's playing foosball in this tight T-shirt. He's getting ladies. <laughs> it's crazy. They're dancing around the bar. It's it's enjoyable. I liked it. And from then on out, I was invested. We're cracking jokes about this movie. I was into it. One thing I will say about this movie is, while we were watching, we were, at least I was surprised at how little like actual jokes the movie had. Yeah. There were no. It really doesn't. There like, wasn't any the like setup like, punchline jokes. Here's at Kevin best, James. It was and Kevin James being like fat, fat or silly or, or someone says he something. Would, he would fall or he would do something awkward or be in a weird. Or do something a grown man shouldn't be doing. But I think that's part of the reason why this movie actually rises above, like, it's it's what would be, like, Jack and Jill-esque movie. Don't, that type don't of, talk down about that film. Because Jack and Jill is, like, a painful experience, because it's so unfunny that you just have to sit there in silence and I take it. I think you it. could describe this as painful. And, and a lot of zookeepers like that, too. But there's long stretches where there's almost no jokes where it, you can make fun of the movie, and I think that's where it, it becomes more tolerable than something like had, a ridiculous six yeah, or we had, a Jack and Jill. We had fun running gags of Kevin James be, and all of his friends being like extremely racist or, um, or engaging in beast, or engaging in bestiality with the gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> lots of parallels like, to Zedding Two Knots. Oh yeah, we talk about life's a zoo. This movie has a theme, and it's like monkeys and zoos. Wait, Nick, did you like it? Of course not. Oh. What? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, of course. This movie is truly about the meaning of life and how we're all really trapped in the zoo. Also, poignant. Do we do we want to talk about how untalented Kevin James is? Yeah, we, we discovered we discovered that he's Kevin James. We discovered that he's never been anything good, and we don't think he ever will be. We don't know where he's he came we don't know from. Where he, he came from King of Queens. Oh yeah, but even then, like, how many people watch King of Queens? I think um, the industry birthed <laughs> him out of of uh, a, a vat of chocolate, and he rose. I think he's a replicant. Made for this. Alright, we need the stereotypical fat guy. There's to put not, in every B movie. There's not one ounce of personality or comedic talent or anything that comes out of him. It's all just I'm fat. I mess up sometimes. I trip. I fall. And it, he doesn't ever deliver jokes. He doesn't have a character. He's just like there and he's fat. Adam Sandler's in this movie. Oh my God. Sandler. A great actor. Um, and we discovered that probably the best performance in this movie comes from none other than The Monkey. Star of other films such as The Hangover Part 2 and Night, the Night of the Museum. The, I didn't realize that that was all, it had all been the same monkey this whole time. I, I do give the movie credit for using a real monkey. And you, there, there are some instances of animal training. Real, yeah. Like, genuinely like, okay. I want a version of this movie where all the special effects are taken out. Because that scene where Kevin James tries to run the hostage would be way better. I, yeah, I exactly. want a version where he, all of the animal dialogue is taken out. <laughs> so it's just Kevin James talking to silent animals. Well, that's how, that, that, what do you mean, do that? That is how you could interpret the film is Kevin James has lost it. He's finally cracked after all of this... And him and the car dealership, that's all just a fantasy. Yeah. It's never real. He never actually like, wins Like, how much them. money can you make from a car dealership? And like, he automatically actually, becomes, like... Well, you he didn't becomes see extremely is that rich. This was actually the theatrical ending, and the, the actual director's cut ends with the final <laughs> shot waking of up. Kevin James in an insane asylum. <laughs> He's shaking back and forth. It's like Caligari. <laughs> I got with Kate. I made it. All right. Whatever. All this chimp... But his chimp buddy like puts an arm over his shoulder at the end 
and they look on into this magical zoo that they've made. Can you talk about the actual ending though? It ends like in a weird way. It just ends. It just ends. Like they're just staring at the city. We think that our mind taken over. Uh, my my interpretation is they took over the city because it looks barren. <laughs> talking animals realize they're stronger than the humans. Yeah, it's like Rise of Planet of the Apes, but oh, all the animals. Can, can, can we, we talk, talk about, about the, the morality of the animals? Can we animals? talk about the brutal rape scene in the middle of this? Kind of odd. Oh boy. Um, I'm, a lot of place. I'm not touching this for one. I'm not touching that. Touching this with a ten foot pole. Mm -mm. I'm not touching that with a monkey but, stick. But can we talk about the morality of these animals? Yeah. So apparently they they like feel like humans. They act like humans. They want to help Kevin out. I so obviously this they out. have emotions. After a kid no. fell in the, in the cage and the bear was like, "You're lucky. That kid was gonna be a lunch." It's like, "Would they just eat that kid <laughs> normally?" They're, they're they killing only. Human. They're killing humans, but they like. They only have sympathize an and realize the plights of humans. Like, so what why happens? are they? No, only Kevin James. That's they, it. Oh, they it's all in his head. It's, it's all a special head. connection to Kevin. I'd like to talk about the bear scene too because the bears are. This this adds to my theory that Kevin James is imagining it all. I, I think that's a pretty obvious interpretation. I think you guys were feeling that a little bit too, right? It's hard to deny it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all the signs are there. So the bears are in open during during the middle of the day during the zoo. They're they're teaching Kevin James how to act like a bear. Obviously, this would blow their cover. They're talking out loud, but no one seems to notice. Oh. All they see is Kevin yeah. acting weird. But why wouldn't he be just mauled? Now, okay, Zookeeper is a movie. Have you ever seen Grizzly Man? Nick. Maybe maybe it's because he actually wasn't in the Zookeeper game. is a movie that requires a rewatch. There's so many underlying <laughs> themes and tones so good. <laughs> to discover. It's that like vast, vast little secrets here and there it, you it, gotta look at. It's hard to decipher what is reality and what is the yeah. unreality. It's it's that classic unreliable narrator. Yeah, it's it's a movie that they leave it up to your own interpretation, yes. which I like. I like the ambiguity of it. I was waiting for Kevin James to show his penis in that pissing scene, but he never does. And I was kind of disappointed. Again, I've, I've been waiting for the director's yeah. cut of this film, where he had a little more freedom, the studio yeah. wasn't bearing down on him. They needed to turn into a family movie, whatever. Whatever. Know. They skipped the scene where the baby's dropped in the wolf cage. <laughs> has like, sacrificed. this time! <laughs> Yeah. Kevin, like, is like, ah, oh, classic Wolfie. The, the first, like, three scenes of this movie are shot decently, and then they just give up. Yeah, what do you <laughs> Like, ah, oh, whatever. They do, they went, they took the effort to do a dolly zoom. <laughs> they did do a dolly zoom, oh my god. There was a, there's it's a, insane. The Dutch angle at one point, yeah. for some reason. And they get just, uh, they give up. Like, after the first, like, ten minutes. Like, so you're surprised, we were like, this isn't like terribly shot, and it's confident, I can understand what's going on, and then, then it comes. Joe Rogan's in this movie. Yeah, Joe um, Rogan is in We thought movie. there'd be a cameo, but he's like a main character. <laughs> he's a major character, who's just gone, by the way. He does just leave, <laughs> they just dispose of him, after the party. Yeah. Joe, Joe Rogan. The, see, the scene where Kevin, the paparazzi is taking pictures of Kevin James for some reason. That is insane so too. Funny. That he makes fun of some guy for an, he destroys crap. one guy. Like that had to be a fantasy. It had There's to be. No, it reminded me of like American Psycho. Like American Psycho. This movie has a lot of parallels to Joker. <laughs> I was just about to say Joker. He sure. feels like society is turning against him. There's some dark like, like incel themes yes, going on here. Yes, for sure. He women. No one, no one likes him. No one appreciates him. He's doing all this hard work, but because of who he is, instead of white, yeah. you could say fat. Like he's mad that everyone's against him because he's fat and yeah. can't do anything. Truly, so, it's all his own. Lazy. You want to? I mean, the, the ladies he gets monkey? with. I mean, come on. What? The ladies he gets with. <laughs> They're pretty hot. They are. Yeah. It's fantasy. It's all in his head. That's what I'm saying is there's no way. Here's my late last theory. Kevin James is actually one of the animals in the zoo. <laughs> and he's fantasizing about being a human in the real world. And it's all metaphorical, the fact that he's trapped in the life he has. But this is, this is the, the deciding factor. Which animal is he? Which animal would you think he would be? Elephant. <laughs> I think it'd be like some fat, dumb animal. I don't know. Like, 
It's a fat dog. Walrus. The layout of this zoo is really confusing. It is really confusing. I couldn't tell if it's small. I think <laughs> or it, it, it seemed it, like there were like the lions some break out seemingly like this giant expansive. Other scenes seem park. like there were like seven animals <laughs> in it, which there probably were because it's all they could afford. It seems like a lot of animals just break out. Very Let me pull up easily. what this movie gross. They box they have office. terrible uh like. Uh, I guess cliche side character animals like oh, the boy, there's a lot sassy of, black giraffe, there's gay a lot lisp, of, gay lisp. What was it? An elephant? But it like loses it halfway through the movie. What, what was the gay lisp animal? Is the elephant? Was the elephant? elephant, elephant? But, like yeah. I didn't hear it. This movie grossed almost 170 million dollars the box office. Yeah, I was surprised at how little that the animals like did stuff. Other than the gorilla seemed to be a main character. The other animals didn't really participate yeah, no. very because much. Because the gorilla's a guy in a suit. Funny gags. They couldn't really do anything. I mean, the gorilla was the a wolf gorilla. was literally just a dog. It's a very human movie. Yeah, it connects with you on a deep, emotionally, and raw human level. Even if you haven't gone through the emotions that Kevin experienced, depression, <laughs> grief, like those things, you can at least relate. You can feel that human sympathy for him. The struggle between... Yeah. What society thinks you should do and that's, what you truly love to do. That's the truly The American dream. Yeah, talks about the American dream. Like, he, he has to sacrifice doing what he loves to make more money. Yeah. And it, it yeah. critiques the rich and their yeah, silly classism. furniture. He's up, in the, he's up yeah. in the high levels where the zoo is down here. He looks in the... Hey, is it reminding me a lot of... Uh, like a window <laughs> a fantastic for shot. What did, he, what did he say? Most of all, I changed. Oh, yeah. In a deeply I, poignant <laughs> moment. <laughs> Followed directly by a mariachi band. <laughs> Just adding to the surrealist elements of this movie. Yeah, it's a very well-structured you know movie. What? There's a callback in the beginning, the proposal the to his I girlfriend, role it, reversal at the end. This movie, this is a layered film. And most people go into this expecting a cheesy family comedy, surface-level stuff. But if you truly take, in, take a magnifying glass to it, I think... Yeah. I think you could find more. Like, you can take Lil Billy to see this movie. I'll be like, oh, what'd you think, Lil Billy? He's like, oh, I thought it was funny. He's like, you're an idiot, Lil Billy. You didn't see the moral ambiguity of this film. <laughs> Do you understand these layers? <laughs> I'm going to say, I think that's part of the genius of Zookeeper, though. Is it it kind of tricks the audience. Now, oh, let's just go see this family film and gives them something so much more it's, than what they It's expected. almost a parody of, it, of, of itself, itself, in a way. It's genius, because Adam Sandler's always doing this dumb voice. It's the a parody more, of himself. The more I talk about it, the more I think I love this Can we give this a 10 out of 10? Are we... Is this going to be our first for 10 out of 10? I can't do this anymore. I need, <laughs> I need a rewatch. Are you guys down for a rewatch? Yes. After this? I After think this there's cast? more layers to unpeel. I think there's deeper secrets. I think we've scratched the surface of Zookeeper. And if we dig a little I think deeper. we barely scratched. We're yeah. at the tip of the iceberg here. Remember when the porcupine... Cool. Remember when Kevin James knocks over the ice? Do you remember when Kevin James was fat? And <laughs> remember that tripped? time he fell? Which one? Alright, are we gonna do scores? No. This is a movie that transcends scores. <laughs> it transcends scores. It's yeah. beyond scoring. I'm gonna give it a who cares out of 10. I'm gonna give it a. I need to watch it again out of 10. Giving it. I I need I need to think about this. I don't I don't I haven't truly wrapped my mind. I can't I can't truly score this without further viewings. It's like a movie like Synecdoche. Yeah. This, or yeah, I see the it eight and a half. It that type of holy mountain. It requires a it doesn't yeah. a second viewing isn't like additory. It it's required. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Onto a movie that meant nothing. Zero Dark Thirty. I really hope this isn't your first episode of this podcast. <laughs> this is insane. You have no idea what is going on. Yeah, so what's the next one, Nick? What's your movie? Zero Dark Thirty. How it, long is this movie? Two hours and 37 <laughs> Almost minutes. Almost 240. Oh, I would have guessed 17 hours long. It's about a zookeeper and a half. Wait, Jonathan, you didn't like this movie? Can we, Nick, can you give the plot synopsis? Who directed this, it? Uh, this follows right after the terrorist attack of 2011. 2001. I'm losing my mind. More like 2004. 2011 terrorist attack? Except there's Remember almost no sense of time passing in this movie no. whatsoever. All right. The characters look exactly the same. And no. it's about how... I have notes. It's about what the... I took a couple notes. I noticed you were under the blanket, like, typing furiously. <laughs> 
This is about the, well, the huge manhunt for Osama bin Laden and how we got there and what questionable things we did to do there. And it's directed Not by really, Catherine Bigelow. You know what she directed, Cardi? What? The Hurt Locker. Yeah, The Hurt Locker is really good. She also directed I Hurt after this. So what did you guys think of Zero Cardi, Dark Thirty? first starter. I didn't like Zero Dark Thirty. It was very long. It was very dull. There were moments where I got invested, and then I'd be bored. And uh, I don't think this movie does anything exceptionally well. There were definitely opportunities for it to do that, but no. And I think a lot of the acting was really annoying and not very great. Jason Clark is pretty bad. Um, Dude. Come on, dude. You gotta Hold talk up. to me, dude. Bro. Bro. Uh, come on. We're, we're just bros here. I'm waterboarding you, bro. Come on, bro. Don't make me waterboard you again. Dude, bro. just give me the names, dude. Come on, bro. Um, I literally thought that was a bit. I thought that was like a parody. An actress I actually like, Jessica Chastain. Um, Chastain. What? Chastain. Yeah, she's, she's good. Uh, she's I not good say, in this movie. Yeah. She's bad in this movie, but go watch, like, True Life. True Life is beautiful. But, um, yeah, she's, she's boring. She's, has very little character other than being, like, this dedicated, most, most generic, like, strong, dedicated female ever. She has no personality or They try and do character her. development. Like, she's shocked in the beginning, even though she's probably went through, like, CIA training and should have totally yeah. expected this. And then she, that, at some point, just does a complete 360 and is her, ordering. Her... Her, like, turn from being shocked to being, like, in control, it wasn't handled very well, and I didn't feel that progression at all. Um, uh, this movie is incredibly long, so it made all the flaws stand out more, so... It feels it was so short. long. Alright. It is kind of an epic, expansive movie, that it covers a lot of time and a lot of things. Again, the passage of time doesn't. You could have told well me this was a week, all. and I would have been like, "Oh, okay, this took place in a week." There's like no aging visible on any of the characters. Characters come and go out of the movie as they please. Some yeah. barely developed. So there's like, "Oh, he's gone." I guess very now. little characterization. It's more like just things. CIA are, guy things one. Are CIA Tony Soprano. I mean, I guess it's kind of weird. All right, doing re real characterization after real people, but you have to do something so we so, care. I would say in like the first forty minutes, I wasn't that mad at the movie, and then I got really tired of it. And honestly, once Jason Clark's character left, as much as I thought he was bad in this movie, that the movie got exponentially more boring, and I, the the lead female uh, got more annoying to me, and because that was when she transitioned to like I'm in control. But I didn't feel that at all. I just felt like all of a sudden she was this just, completely different character. Her motivation also is really, like, kind of weak. Like, she sees one attack, she's, like, in one attack, and she's, like, all she cares about now is Osama. Like, that's all her character she's is. She's just though. dedicated to the job, I guess. Yeah, but, like... She doesn't have a character. She doesn't have anything else besides that. Alright. I think out of all the movies we've watched for this podcast... This may have been the one that actively annoyed me and was the most difficult to watch. Really? I don't agree with that, but go ahead. Um, Keep in mind, we watched Zookeeper. You didn't have more fun of a time oh, with no, Zookeeper? Oh, no, I had more fun with Zookeeper. I'm talking about overall experience oh, watching. Yeah. I, could, I had more fun with Zookeeper. This is a much better film, Well, yes, film, obviously, obviously, but I'm Zookeeper. saying... I mean, no. <laughs> um, Zookeeper's a masterpiece. What are you talking about? This movie... When it comes to war movies, they can I think they can either go one or two ways for the most part. They can touch about the interesting aspects of war, such as what atrocities are committed, how they how people deal with what they've had to do, whatnot, or it can be uh, basically like war porn, which and I think this movie fell into that category. Hundred percent. I wouldn't say. If, I, say if, I wouldn't say more porn. It doesn't glorify it that much. I just, it does. I don't think so. I think it does almost nothing to talk about. It. I think it says almost nothing interesting about this scenario. I think it is basically like a play-by-play -play of what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It that's, what it, that's what it was going for. Yeah. I know, and I. So I don't. I, I don't hated that. that. No, I think that's 
And th- that I, doesn't I make it for a good movie. Glorifies. I don't think it's a good movie either. I don't think it glorifies. I don't. Okay. War porn is a bad thing. I think this thing. is a bad movie, but I don't think it's a good movie. I don't but think it glorifies it either. I th- think that it had so many opportunities to touch upon like the wrongdoings we did during the scenario, or like how how the soldiers or whatever are affected by what they're seeing, and it almost never does. Like, you see a sign that says, like, stop American terrorism, or you see, like... That was just because there was a protest. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying it never expanded upon those themes. It doesn't take a side. It did, it, yeah, and I think that's what I was going for. So I didn't have a problem with that. I, uh, there's a few moments where I felt that a little, like, with the children crying and... Yeah. It's, but the, it's the most basic, was. baseline level, like, stereotypical of that. Like, it does, it does nothing... I think when it's doing that, it's just going for realism, like, what would yeah, actually happen. I know, like I find that it didn't take a stance. I don't, I'm it, not saying it needs to take a stance, but I think it needs to look at this stuff a little more interestingly than it did. I guess I can see that. I I see it's it's movies... I don't... When you, you guys say it's a realistic look at this, I think this is incredibly Hollywoodized, or whatever, whatever that word is. I don't think I this, say realistic, as this, in there's it's not no taking way. A, like, one side to this. It's trying yeah. to tell it straightforward. And it's forward. not presenting it as, like, this huge victory. One of the aspects I liked of it was yeah. they kill Osama bin Laden. It's just like, oh... It's not. There's no build up to it. They're it's celebrating the next scene. They're, they're like they're, they're celebrating. Making, like, they they would celebrate I'm saying, it. don't say it they wasn't like. They would celebrate it. I know, but it wasn't a climactic scene I think at that's all. Why they just kill him. Was the, but then they spend like the next ten minutes of like celebrating and her like crying about the body. Like oh, they are so big. That's what have happened. I know. That's. I'm not saying there's a problem with that, but don't say they didn't. They was like nothing happens because. No, Something I'm saying the happens. movie presented it in a way where it was like there was no build up, there's no like musical swell in that yeah. happening. There was just, yeah, they, they don't have Osama bin running. And I appreciated that. It wasn't like this huge heroic moment when they killed him. It's just like, all right, they would go in, they do this, they kill him, and then that's what happens. And I, I appreciated that aspect of the movie. I just think as a whole, the movie's presentation is very generic. Is very That's what I'm saying. I think it had chances to touch upon interesting themes and aspects of the situation, and it never does. And like you may say, that's not what it's going for. But like, I think then I think what it was going for is incredibly boring and yeah, uninteresting. It depends. I think it's boring in this case. I, there's other examples of yeah, movies. Yeah, I'm saying style, I, I, I don't think this movie did even the play-by-play very well because the characters weren't developed whatsoever. Oh, yeah. There is that you you're supposed to feel that this girl has been working on this for years, mm-hmm. but there's almost no sense of the passage of time. It could have been like weeks. Honestly. I could have this could have been like three days, and I would be like, oh okay. If you want a movie that presents war in a realistic way, that doesn't make much of a statement on it, and it's kind of just like this real realistic ish depiction of war. Obviously, there will never have a ultra realistic depiction of war because movies will never be perfect depictions of war. But honestly, The Hurt Locker... Read Slaughterhouse-Five. Well, Slaughterhouse-Five is going for an entirely different thing. thing. Have you, but thing I'm not going to get into the Slaughterhouse-Five discussion, but the point of that was to, like, the chaotic nature of the way that story is told is supposed to represent. There's no way to be realistic about war except in a completely surrealistic yeah. way. There's nothing have, that stands out to me I had a painful time watching this movie. It's, it's so, so incredibly long. long. It's so long. This is the, if this was 90 minutes, I'd probably be more positive. And about this it's just the same loop over yes. and over and over. And like, that's what I'm saying. All they did was, like, a, I would have rather just, I could have read a plot synopsis and been fine. I didn't need to watch this. It would be more interesting, like, looking at what actually happened. Yes, looking into, like, yeah. Like a documentary about this, dealing yeah, with like for sure, would it would be a and like dealing with like what actually like it shows like these brutal torture scenes, but like it doesn't say it doesn't, almost anything about them. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't feel like a brutal torture. It doesn't torture feel scene. real. It feels I, like this like almost cool movie. That's scene. what I'm saying. There were times where I, it looked again, like it was trying to go for these themes and then never expanded upon them, and think, that's what annoyed I think me. Jason. Clark's performance uh, 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 contributed to the torture scenes not having any impact or not feeling it's like terrible. Jason scenes. Statement was like one Who step uses, away from cracking something be like, all right, we can do this easy way. He literally uh, called like, him like dude and bro during it. I'm like, come on. Jason Clark. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. And then we, and then we see like 
That'd be interesting. The guy gets his pants. The guy gets his pants pulled down. Probably be better. And the girl's like, oh, okay. And then another aspect of this, like, I think they did almost something with the fact that like a woman was doing that. I think they tried to go place with that and never came into fruition. Like we see like the guy is mistreating her, and then like she's completely fine with it. The next scene. Like, they almost never go into that. They never go into the fact that it's a woman doing this. It's just, like, they're just trying to shoo in, like... I don't know who in real life was, like, the actual... I don't know if it was, like, a woman... And they also it didn't a do... a woman director. Of the movie? Yeah. Yes. I know, but I mean, like, the person responsible for finding him. Oh, yeah. If they had done some sort of thing at the end that, would like, showed, like, some of the real-life people, like, that would have helped a little bit. That would have been stereotypical... I would have. I like when movies do that, though. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, th- I didn't. I just had a. Sh- there wasn't like a. This is hard because I'm a woman. Scene. I think they were trying to do that. To, that adds to her like being like, I'm so tough and I'm so badass that. It no, I'm just saying. I think they tried to do that and failed at that. Also, yeah, I don't think they tried to do that. I don't. They a hundred percent. The dude walking in like. Oh, what did I tell you? Like talking about like this girl, or, like that them constantly, like, them constantly Jason like them constantly genius. like like not going by what she says. I think they were clearly trying to go for like, oh, because she's a woman, they're not doing what she wants and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I could do that. And I think they like never really. Yeah, also just upon has that. like character, not even a change, just like a snap. He just changes automatically. Who? Jason Clark. Oh yeah, for some reason oh, yeah. he just leaves. He just leaves and no he's, explanation. He's like in the movie still, but like he's trying to be like this intellect where he's just like, well. Yeah, there are some times where he talks like intellectual, and there's yeah. other times he's like, uh, bro, dude, you look at that piece of ass. Oh yeah. Like when he has a beard, he's like, give me someone pass me, somebody pass me a beard. It's like two people. He all of a sudden wants to leave too, and it doesn't. There's no build up to that because he's kind of the most into it out of anyone. Yeah. And he, the scene before he's, he's like. I'm bad fucking news. And the next thing's <laughs> like, eh, I'm, I think I'm going back to Washington. Can we I'm talk tired. about some of these lines? Like, the writing, the writing is, is so incredible. incredible. The, line she, the line where she says, I'm the motherfucker that found that place oh, is yeah. so uh, bad. The, literally, the characters in the scene laugh at her when she says that. It's such a cringy, like, her oh, writing. The audience is supposed to cheer when she says that. Her writing the stuff on the board. Like, Woo, look at that feisty little thing. <laughs> it's just like, there's so also, much, like, I just, just felt There's scenes that happen and just never get developed on. Like, there's a scene where she's, like, shot at, at her house. That's never developed on again. She gets shot at. She seems barely affected <laughs> by it. I, she's like, oh, boy. But then, I'm like, her friend, like, she has, like, a picture of her friend on the computer that was never established that they were friends. It was barely She barely seemed to even mourn over it. Like, as, as we get, like, one scene of her upset, I guess. As long as this movie is, it doesn't, it brings up so many different topics and then, like, it doesn't do anything with them. It's it an interesting story. I want, interesting story. I want I want to we'll know. We'll talk about Zedding Two Knots next. I want that's to. That's another movie that juggles like 50 themes at once. But I we'll want. I want to. Like, this is a scenario I want to know about. But, like, this movie just felt so Hollywoodized and so, like, by the books that, like, I didn't care. I never cared. And this should be yeah. something, like, interesting. I don't know if I felt pain watching. I, I did. felt bored. I felt like I just felt bored. It wasn't like painful. I, I was just like this, I, I had a pain passively watching this, and for the subject matter, it should not be a movie you ever passively watch. Yeah, you should be invested. In I was in, I was like actively annoyed. This by is it. actually our history, so yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't be like. I don't know what I like dark water. If you list what if you list like dark water better. Yes. If you list what happens yeah. out in this movie, like this is a, this. Should be a thrilling movie. Interesting, yes. Or at least like, like a fascinating movie. Interesting. But, but like the way it's, it's presented, presented it's just like repe- repetitive, like this name, we found this name. Let's go interrogate him. Oh, something happens. We can't find him. Okay, here's another name. The most predictable car bomb of all time happens. Yeah. There's no gut punch to it. I literally called it like, what, like 15 minutes before it I happened? Have my probably. Idea better. They approach on the horse. And he's like this mystery man. He's mystical too. That would have been great. It wasn't even like I didn't think it was even shot exceptionally well. No, it was it just wasn't. like blands. The let's talk about the SEAL Team sex scene where it flip flops back and forth. That's between. the scene I'm iffy on. Like, I thought some of it was pretty good. Some of it was good, and then some of it was good, and then some of it was. You can't see anything. On 
like incredibly underexposed. Literally, um, literally the the newest Call of Duty game did the SEAL Team Six stuff better. Yeah, like probably. not exaggerating. Like I felt Be more invested in that than Be watching this because it stuck to. It should have either been all these underexposed, hard to see scenes, which would have been realistic, or it would have been all night vision, which would have been realistic. That would have made you feel scenario. like you're experiencing what these soldiers were experiencing. Instead, it flopped between the two, and it just it's became hard to tell what was going on. Like. A woman was shot, and I was like, why did they shoot her? And you guys were like, oh, she was going for God. I was like, I, didn't, I had no clue she was doing that. Oh, I had no clue she was doing that. I, I just didn't see it. It was, it was, it was frustrating because there were also effective moments in that scene. There is really effective moments. I think that's when the movie's like, almost as best. I, I, almost, like, but yeah. like, yeah, almost as I don't know. When it comes to like, I don't know. but it brushes by that stuff. Like it mentions no, I think it in I passing. Liked, I liked that because it was more realistic. That's how it would have been. I know, but I'm saying like when dealing with like these abandoned kids, they like walk by him and then like it's never mentioned again. Yeah, that's how it would have been. I think a line. Like, I, feel like. I don't think a line being shoehorned in, being like, "We got those kids somewhere," would be better. I honestly don't. I, I like the way it presented it. With those kids. Yeah, I do too. Whatever. I See, I like certain aspects of this movie here too. and there, but I think as a whole, it's such a dull, generic, unspecial experience when it, for what it's telling it needed to be, that I think that's why it ultimately flopped and why by the end of the movie, I was thankful that it was over. See, like, I don't even know if I can call this a bad movie. I can. I don't think there's anything that openly bad about it. Yeah. I think maybe most of the acting is pretty yeah. bad. I think the acting and writing is bad, but like... And the way it's shot. The and the way it's shot. I think the way it's shot is fine. I don't it's think it's fine. bad. Okay, ever. not bad. Fine. Alright. It's scores hard to call this a bad movie, but rated, like, it's just kind of bad. It's rating, so weird. Writing of scores. It, it's generic. And it's then generic. with bad elements and good elements. Yeah. But that's, that's one of the worst types of movies, honestly. Honestly, yeah. So it's one Nick. of the most boring experiences I've ever had. I don't, I don't want to start. And I was watching with friends, which should usually be fun no matter what the movie is, and somehow this managed to make it boring. All right, I All guess. Right. Nick, your score? Four. Four. Three. A three and two fours. Just like a Z and two not. I've been waiting for this moment God, to talk about <laughs> this. Film. I watched this movie like a week and a half ago. I watched ago, this movie also. It's been my on my mind. And this may mind. this may give away. So the movie is a Z and two knots from one Peter Greenaway. We never even went over the Osama thing. We'll do that at the end. Oh, wait, we'll like do Osama that. Osama thing? Osama. Oh, yeah, we have a fun little treat at the end. Um, <laughs> we have enough time. We'll have time, no matter what. We'll make time. But a, Z, no and time two a Z and two knots from one of Peter Greenway director of Cook. One of my all-time favorite movies. One of my favorites, too. Instant, the thief, like, instant the favorite after watching. And when I picked this, I didn't even realize that it was by him. Me neither. I, I was like, oh, this looks cool. I'll pick it. I didn't look at the director, and then, like, Carter texted me. He was like, this is Peter Greenway. I was like, oh, I'm excited now. Yes. And this movie is about what two is twins about? who both lost their wives in a car accident who then become... Obsessed with both the woman, the now amputee woman who is the driver, yes, and also become obsessed with decay and mm -hmm. death itself. Mm -hmm. And I don't. We'll get into more plot stuff. I think yeah. that's a basic. Yeah. That's um, like basic summary. Well, what did you guys much. think of this movie? Who's Me first? first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this might be the most thematically stuffed movie I think I've ever seen. Yep. This movie... Okay, what did you think of it? What? Did... Oh, I loved it. It might be my favorite thing we've watched so far on this podcast. Okay, Nick? I'd probably agree. Uh, Me too! This movie. It, it might be my, my favorite thing. As much as I love Grand Budapest Hotel, this, as much as I love Do the Right Thing, this might this be tops it. my favorite 100%. thing we've watched. I've gone back and forth with this in a cook. It, Seriously, um, for me, Cook, Cook hits the nail on the head a little bit more. I, I do think, think this is a little, less, little, little more flawed than Cook. I, I think, do think yeah. this is a little ways. more dysfunctional, but yes. like it's seriously like, it's like this for me. I, I'm gonna let you guys talk first, but, well, 
One of the, well, first thing, one of the first things you'll notice about this movie is how beautiful every shot is. Gorgeous. It's uh, an evil Wes Anderson. Yeah. Peter Greenaway was a painter before he made movies, and you can tell because every shot is gorgeously composed. It's like if Wes Anderson added more moving parts. And, and was also evil. And was evil and made these bizarre, vulgar, disgusting, dark like just rude towels like his movies are rude this this is a move like this is a movie about like he's so focused on symmetry in this movie and it like fit, it fits with the it theme. fits the theme which is like take something like grand budapest hotel like it's symmet it's symmetrical for an aesthetic purpose but it doesn't really have to do with the theme this is symmetrical for both an aesthetic purpose and also almost very perfectly fits the themes it's going for and i think that's like incredible genius well uh another aspect i love about this movie is the movie starts and immediately you're, you think okay this is gonna be a tale about grief and then maybe like 30 or 40 minutes into this movie it becomes a completely different movie about like togetherness obsession kind of, and obsession and, uh... and the grief aspects, they're still there. Life itself, but, and like the craziness. And, and then there's themes, persistent themes of bestiality. Like sexual fantasies. sexual kinks. Like, and I don't know, sexual deprivation maybe? Yeah. Persistent themes of like, of not feeling loved or feeling empty and like finding someone to connect with. This is a whole nother piece and of a movie, there's, man. There's just like, there's so many things you can get out of watching this film. And I can't wait to watch it again. It handles I can't wait to watch it In ways that are, I've never seen. I wanted, if I didn't, wasn't like pressed for time and had to watch movies, I would have like rewatched it by now. Yeah, me too. Yeah. This, okay, some other aspects. I think, clear to say, seeing two of Peter Greenway's movies, I obviously want to watch all of them now. He's like the king of escalation. Yes. Both of his movies escalate in incredible ways, and he's the king of payoffs. The music, absolutely yeah. love the music this, in this. The same composer of. I I had it. The it book. was like stuck in my head. Both like the Decay song the decay and song. like the, the, the overall theme. I really loved it anytime it came on. Time lapse. The Decay itself, itself the time lapse yes. Decay was so like gross and fun to watch. Oh like, God, yeah. I found my. Listed out what happens in this movie. It's a disgusting movie. And it's like it it's uh, it's <laughs> almost two kids get their dog killed and they just steal it from them and yeah, put it in their side. Yeah, I think they like it's like, don't worry, it'll decay. There, there's a woman who goes around to uh, these grieving brothers to try to make them feel better These sexually. two brothers want to stitch themselves together. Yeah. Literally. And I was hoping they would do it. I wanted that to happen. I thought they did do it at one point. That scene of them in the two suits. It's incredible. Oh. There's, like so there's so much Sean Radzler. It's like hard to like, think hard about to, it. I wish I took more note. One of the most, like, gut-punch moments in this meet, for me, and it was such a great representation, because you'll never see this in most other movies, such a harsh portrayal of what depression and grief feels glass. like. He's, he's, he's just eating he's glass. sitting completely naked, and it's not, it's not a baby movie, so they don't hide anything. He's full nude in the shot. <laughs> this covered, is definitely not a baby movie. Covered in blood. Eating glass. The and shot through yeah, the keyhole is so like, cool. It's, so it's such a blunt, blunt just depiction of what it feels like to hurt. Yes, that it, it's wonderful. Um, I love how like, like dry everyone is in this yep. movie. The yeah. dialogue is so dry. It's so like, this is not how people talk. These people no, do not no, talk no. when people talks, but it it works perfectly with the movie and the themes it's trying to go for. I guess I'll get my one maybe a little negative out I know what you're I think I know what you're gonna say. The child acting is oh, a little, a little bad and there's a few moments that are a little stilted but some of it is intentional. I thought some of the, tell. I thought like some of the dialogue was like a little like on the nose. Like they're just like spitting, oh, a like, bit, spitting yeah, like there's like spitting that. like weird random facts at each other, which like it fits yeah. with it, like if it's, it's fine. Like, it's I didn't like again like they weren't movie ruined. These are incredibly minor yeah. nitpicks. The 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 good stuff of this movie is so good that it's it cancels so, out like, any negative. Yeah, like I had an absolute blast watching this. There's like some weird shots. 
there was too. as miserable Stop and disturbing it. as this movie is. It also it's incredibly fun it to is, watch. Yes, it's funny. There's it's funny, funny moments. Really funny. We haven't even mentioned the structure of this movie. It's structured it's kind of all way. over the place. It's, it's all kind over the place. of, but it's, but it's also is. It has the one main loop yeah. of like going up the food chain. Yes. Which I think is so cool. Yes, yeah, so there's the persistent... And the that is a perfect explanation of, like, the escalation of obsession and yes. how bad obsession can get to the point where you're literally asking for your loved one's dead body to study it. At oh the my end. god, like, when they ask for her dead body. Well, well which, which theme should we tackle first? Are we tackling Let's, grief? Okay. Or are we tackling the sexual king? Because I don't. This is another such a tough way one this to film ends. One of the stories ends with a woman going to have sex with the zebra. Yes, yeah. and then just yes, like yeah, like that's her. Everyone had their own obsession. Like the guy yes. with the amputee painting, her with twins, mm-hmm. them with death and decay. Yeah. It's so. Oh, I love yeah, how it tackles. The amputee has to get her other leg cut off. So yes, because it's more symmetrical. symmetrical. It's so symmetrical. Oh my god. Like, they say the name of the movie in it, and it's not in an annoying way. Like, no. I think a lot of movies do. I think I loved how it did that. I... Okay, let's... Where do we start with this movie? It's so, it's hard. so hard to pick where to start. I have a podcast for Z into Okay, let's start with yeah. the ending. Disgusting. It's so and gross. so dark. Satisfying. So, and it's so dark. Because, like, they, didn't they literally they didn't get what they wanted. Yeah, they they, they sacrificed their life for this science project, which, which by the no way, one cares about. No one cares. No about. one cares there's about no except purpose for that. Really nothing. Yeah. Like they're not actually studying it's, anything. Yeah. They're just like it's their own. It's just like we're gonna watch obsession. decay. Everyone's constantly like making fun of them which or messing with is them. Is interesting over. because it's assumed that Peter Greenway himself had to do these decay shots so in a way it was his weird obsession yeah, like it's gross. like almost self-reflective the, on his yeah, own they're real decay shots so they're, like yeah i think it's like a look into his obsessions when it comes to symmetry and ocd when it comes to his movies like very interesting stuff like um, there's so many levels and layers to the this. best thing a movie can do be a reflection of the artist's own vision i see that completely in this movie 100%. that's why i love it Oh yeah, this is a movie we've talked about in other movies. Studio interference. There is nothing. Oh, this is all ha- him. The I whole think time. that's probably all of his movies. One thing that amazes me is these movies aren't popular. None of his movies no, are popular movies. But there's a there's a weird level of quality to every aspect that, of like, it. Yeah. Why aren't we talking? I don't know about. where he got the budget for these films. I don't know there how. I don't know why. I know. It's, I don't know why they're not talked about. Yeah. No, he's a very like unknown director kind of there's there's so many I, shots i can just like picture like the one where it's in their laboratory and like the blinking lights and they're going yes. past it dark any just scene where she's in the bed so any there's scene where she's scene. in the bed like it's Incre- like straight up like a roman painting it's incredibly so early on there's like a zooming and everything is flashing around him it's and so it's good. to him like in grief in after he found out his wife is Dead. Yeah, one of the guys is like obsessed with snails, and it leads to so many gross scenes. It's not just beautiful yeah, imagery. Part of the imagery is that everything is constantly moving. And There's it's lights so everywhere. Yeah. There's the color in this movie. Is yes, fantastic. Oh, great. Um, there's so many bright reds and there's just like so much profound color. Should we talk about the two lead performances? Because those are fantastic. Also great. Well. Even her, I think like even uh, the yes, side characters the, are all the amputee lady is like, great. The, the French amputee lady. The, the sexual uh, savant, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Everyone or... like even like the characters that weren't like major, like they were all, I was interested. I was interested in the the painter who's obsessed with his amputee. It's so many weird awkward caring this amputee love story that happens in the middle yeah. of yeah. it like <laughs> it's completely its own thing there's nothing like this it's that wholly I've ever seen. unique and yet you can still see how his style has influenced 100%. so yeah. many modern filmmakers like, like ari aster has cited it as one of his biggest influences i love obviously ari so watching this movie was fantastic for me i obviously saw the like notes there of ari aster and i was like oh, this is so good the bugs like reminded me of the scene around. Like, I love visual. Even things. even like the sort of it's incredibly dark, but there's a sort yeah, of like comedic like, tone to it, which also in, in, Ari, Ari Aster it, movies. Like one of the darkest comedies I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it's it incredibly a, dark comedy. It's like dark, black, dark comedy. Like, like a, black a dark comedy. scene will happen, and then this like weird like 
creepy kind of loopy music would just start playing. That, I love the music. The soundtrack is so I, good. I, like, listened to it directly after. Uh, me, like, me too. Like, uh, I was like, I, I, I need to download it. I really it's need so to good. There, so good. The appeal of this movie, I cannot say, it's a very... No, it's, it's not a broad Anytime appeal Anytime anyone in Which, my house was seeing me watch this, they were really confused. I was scared. I was like on family vacation. I was like scared that someone would look at my screen. My dad was, was just watching. so confused. He came in during the glass scene. He's like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a unique vision. It's so And unique. it's its own beast. And there's so many things. Like we've struggled to even make sense of yeah, anything. I need to, yeah, I need to watch it again. it feels again. like... You gotta, we joked about Zookeeper being one that requires a rewatch. This really does require this is a rewatch. Legit. Like, I, I almost feel, like, unequipped to talk about it right now, based on... I know. I feel like yeah, I can I feel fully like unpack everything. I feel like it came to, like, gump out of the night. And yeah, you know what? I, like, I mentioned that I go back and forth with this in A Cook. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, overall, like, as an experience, I think A Cook is, like, a more, like, crafted and, like... Mm-hmm. But I think, like... I felt more connected to the themes that this dealt with than that. Thematically, I think this movie is more ambitious than and The Cook. However, I think The Cook handles its themes in a more I think complete, the cook fully realized way. And where I felt satisfied about how everything wrapped up more so than I did in this movie. And I felt unequipped to talk about A Cook because that's dealing with, like, Churchill or whatever... Uh, Thatcher's Thatcher. rule, like that's something I don't really know much about. I think there's a lot. You there's obviously more to it. Capitalism, yeah, and yeah, yeah, how yeah, yeah. The 100%. rich bully the poor in that movie as yeah. well. That movie, um, I need to see it. A hundred percent recommend. piece. Cook, the thief. Uh, another aspect of this movie that is, there's so many things to talk about. It's so hard. Yeah, it's like there's so many things you can't talk about anything. I couldn't get those decays all... out of my head like watching. No. It. Yeah, and they consistently got like worse and worse mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's and the grosser. escalation you're talking about. It's, it's so great. It's like, it starts with like a so crowfish, well. but then it ends with like a zebra. And it, we're, t- we're talking about the manic. We're talking about the decays. The the music that plays over the decays is like this. Happy go lucky, like so, goofy, and that's what and they're it, playing. It, it they play at the end. Represents. How, what, like, the entire tone of the movie is represented by those decay scenes. It's like this dark, disgusting, vile thing. But there's this weird light tone. Not light, but, like, almost like it's mocking them tone. Yeah. It's a rude movie. It's, it's, his movies it's have this brunt. They're very, like, crudeness to them. Face. It never yeah. holds back, and that's why it's, like, amazing. It's brash. It's... And it, it's interesting there, about the decay. Like, I found myself being obsessed with the decay. Like, I wanted to know like what the next animal would look like. It's yes. fucked up. I like, wanted I was to like, see the lady I was like, decay. I was excited. I was for like, yeah. I was like, are they going to show it? Like, I, I had was, a morbid, extremely morbid curiosity. Yeah, about it it. Did, that's why it works so it well. Did, it, did, it makes you obsessed. Almost. It didn't give you the payoff of seeing a human decay. But almost the, like laughing in your face, like what the hell? What's like, wrong? Why with did you? why you're were you like why you, did you you're like, like really them. wanted you to see this? The, you didn't get the final payoff either, and they they didn't get they didn't get to complete their project, and neither you didn't get to see the wonderful payoff of watching a human decay. Um, I'm Peter Greenlee. I see the human decay. He probably has. And, he probably has. And when they play they play the decay music over the snails crawling oh, the over snails crawling, crawling so over the body. And that works yeah. again because I, the guy had an obsession with snails. That's just where like it, it hit the nail on the like, head. Like made no sense making, like where these snails come from. No, 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 they, no, it makes sense. No, it makes sense. Let's go go. He no, he taught they say there's a line where the woman is like there's snails everywhere. Let's go go. Also they means talk, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they In talk French. about how there's snails like Overrunning. The I thought it was just. So, I thought it was just like symbolic. And no. It, no, it's symbolic and metaphorical. But yeah, it, it, it is. But they set it up with like the oh, fields literal. are overrun with snails. Yeah. He's like, I need to go there now. Beyond thematic stuff, I think I thought that the story itself was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's so too. like I wanted to see where it was going. I was never bored throughout this. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> one word you cannot. It's hour fifty. Under hour 50. two hours of went by like that for me yeah it went by super fast i wouldn't even say it's a fast-paced movie I it's think not it's, it takes no. its time it but takes like its time but there's such a build to there's it. such craft feel yes like oh uh-huh. i was so excited to just gush about this movie me too i feel like we haven't even talked about i know we could have we like a whole podcast about. about this yeah like it's it's so hard because there's still things 
that are like popping up in mind. Like you need to talk about this. You need to talk about this yeah. aspect. We didn't even really explain like what exactly happened. Okay, yeah, I'll give a quick run through. Like these two guys become two. There's two twins. We find out they're twins later in the movie. Okay, yeah. There's two brothers, I'll say, who become... Also, okay, one other well, we side. They were, one other they were side yeah. where they get to the point where you can't you can can't even tell them apart. That's so, I think it's so genius. genius. Like I was like, like suddenly was like, okay, I don't like, know who's who anymore. Talking about a movie that like does that subtly. It is like it's slowly. Yeah, it was one scene where I was just like, oh god, I can't tell them apart. You I slowly it, like, realized there was one they're, scene they're when they were like standing together. the suit. I was like, wait. Who's who? They, they, <laughs> like, it, like, hit yeah. me. I was like, they, wait a second. They start off looking completely different, too. They, cause, and it reflects mm-hmm. them coming yes. together, too. Like, because they, they didn't want anything to do. Okay, Almost, like, back to the... Togetherness to <laughs> back, yeah. It's insane. Back to the plot. There's two brothers who... Both their wives die in a car accident. Based off, like, a... They had a swan. Yeah, they had a swan. Whatever. That's another great shot. And then... <laughs> yeah. that, yes. <laughs> Every shot was a great shot. Pretty much. Yeah. Um... And they become obsessed with both the woman driver who is not amputee and is in the hospital and then obsessed with death. And the obsession starts with more of them looking for signs. Mm-hmm. And I thought like that's another theme it deals with like looking for signs in life of like why is this stuff happening to me? Like yeah. why? There needs to be a reason for this. Reminded me of a serious man in that way. Um, but... What? I got no response. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that you mentioned that. What? Because you love that movie. Talk about the guy. I lost my train of thought now. I should have said No, I lost my own train of thought, so this is bad podcast. (laughs) Anyway, scores? (laughs) But um, their obsession grows from obsession with like the event itself, and obviously they're they're watching documentaries about life, and then from there on they get obsessed. They simultaneously get obsessed with decay. And then more obsessed with the woman at the same time to like a sexual points and like their obsession just gets grimier and grimier. One of them tries to kill themselves. Um, they have sexual relations. They decide to move in with this woman. They get sexual with each other. They get close. The twins get closer and closer to the point where they literally ask to be stitched, surgically stitched together. Yeah, because they were conjoined. They twins, they want to yeah. be re-stitched together, which is a, another great reveal. But they literally were separated yeah. and then coming back together. Um, another theme dealing with how you people come together mm-hmm. for grief. Um, so they get more. They keep. They keep taking. They run a zoo. I. We never even mentioned the fact the that they run a zoo, they don't run it. They which is. And the zoo has Z. has um uh, amputated animals. Yeah, right? they have an amputated gorilla. Which uh, Z O O they incorporate. There's so many like <laughs> we haven't talked about the zebra image. There's the something zebra, black, the black and white. Black and, black and yeah. white. I'll keep going on with the story. There's so many like asides to go on with this because there's so many layers that all connect so well. <laughs> they run a zoo the and they so they keep they find a way to take animals from the zoo to study their decay and whatnot they take a dead dog um and they get to a point where this amputee woman she she cuts off her other leg to be symmetrical um gets to the point where she finds another amputee person that she loves Mm -hmm. and it was and like she's also pregnant forgot to mention that she gets pregnant pregnant at some point she gives up yeah she gives twins she has twins of course and they're like, oh, one for each. And they're like, mm, I don't want you two weirdos to be the dad. Um, I love she, that, too. That yeah. she kind she's of like, strings them along the and whole movie. Like, uh, and then she's just like, what? nah, no, I don't want you to be involved. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of weird. I think she kills herself. I wasn't sure if she killed herself or she, like, just died from yeah. natural causes. No, because there's, like, one line where her servant leaves and she says something about, like, I took them. I or took something. the pills. Okay. It's interesting. I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, and then they're like... They trade the kids basically for her body. They agree to give up the kids if they can have her body to study afterwards. Mm-hmm. And obviously her family is like, nope, you're not doing that. Yeah. And then they're, so their only answer to that is like, well, I guess we yeah. have to study we'll ourselves. We'll kill ourselves. Yeah. And like what I just said is like, that isn't even mentioning like their side plots of like the prostitute being obsessed like having sexual fantasies over the zebra, the painter who's obsessed with 
this certain painting and wanting to recreate it. Oh yeah, I forgot. Such a, that's an interesting. And he like literally is like, oh, I'll I'll just I can mess up her surgery. I can just kill her and then you can have her. And they're like the, the painter's like wife character who oh like shows them bizarre. weird scene in the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure what to make of that. I still, I, there's like a it, lot to... Like we're all saying, we need a rewatch. There's so much it's, to... Unpack. Watch this movie. It feels like all we should revisit this movie at some point. All of the best movies we've talked about, our reviews have been the worst. Because it's just yeah, been us. So much. It's just like, us. Us just bumbling through. Yeah, bumbling, trying to say... Oh, I really thought it was beautiful. Yeah. It's, hard to, shows, it's hard to explain a show, lot about this movie. It shows how good... Movie is, but and you, you feel, feel the tension makes you dumb. It's better than us suddenly being like, was okay, or Zero something like that. The Q yeah. episode. I hope this made you want to watch yeah. this movie. Yeah, and I, for one, am excited to watch all of his I'm movies. Excited I, to watch I instantly am like, okay, this guy has potential to be like one of my favorite directors yes. now. Like, two bangers back to back yeah. I've seen from him. I'm like excited. All right, are we just going to move into scores? Scores? Scores. We... Sorry right. if that was a really bad discussion. It was kind of all it, over the place. Is, that doesn't matter. All right, 10 out of 10. 9 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Nice. That's my first 10 out of 10. I'm proud of it. I'm, yeah, I'm 10. That was a good trace. That was a great well, trace. That was a great episode. Fantastic. Of, yeah. Just because of that movie. Somehow. Honestly, our favorite was Ozone and Do Nots. Mm. Um. I may have to go with Zookeeper on this Zookeeper. one. Zero so Dark Thirty. Yeah. No. Zero Dark Thirty is really gripping. Even uh, though Zookeeper is undeniably a surrealist masterpiece, it's not as good <laughs> as I might have my least favorite and my favorite movie in one episode. Yeah. Is that into knots? My yeah, favorite. Zero Dark Thirty is your least favorite. That's at least a nine and yeah, a half if you, from if, you. If you like Zed into knots, go check out Cook the Thief. The wife and I thought you were about to say zookeeper. <laughs> I need to re- I want to rewatch. Little. I need to rewatch both of them. I need to watch them to get my now. to get to wrap my brain about which one I like more. The cook, more. the thief, the wife, and her lover. Definitely go check it's that out. It's always been on my list. Probably now my just top five to favorite movies. I love that movie. So I loved this movie as well. And oh, right. Jonathan, what was your favorite? A Z Zoo. Is that life's a zoo? Life is a zoo. We bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. Next we had two zoo. <laughs> we had two zoo movies. Yeah. We should have made it a theme. We wouldn't have to have suffered what through zero movie? dark thirty. Zoom, zoom, Zoolander. Zoombies is actually. Zoolander. If we had to watch Zoolander and Zookeeper both for an episode, that would yeah, probably, I would have been rough. I would have. I would have. I would have eaten glass. <laughs> I would have. All right. Well, are we doing plugs? Uh, or are we just not doing that? Anymore? Yeah, let's do plugs. All right. We, we forgot Osama again. Oh yeah. Oh wait. Okay. One we more quick like thing. All right. If you enter this little treat, this is a treat for all you people. Yes. Oh. Listening to the plugs every episode. Yeah. Now that those losers are gone. Yeah. Now that the real fans are here. Um, we were actually lying about Zookeeper. You didn't find the article. Yeah, it was sarcastic. <laughs> we're sarcastic masterminds. So after the raid of Osama's hiding spot. They found some interesting things in his files. Some video games, some movies. Me and Carter do not know this. Let's they looked yeah, through they looked they looked through his YouTube history a little bit too. They looked through his YouTube history. I so I mentioned it mentions these video games, but I also there's also mentioned some movies and videos that he enjoyed about. Okay, watching. I'm really excited. <laughs> so I have here Is that into not one of his The CIA has movies. published a list of video um this is um I'm gonna Credit the writer, Callum Henderson, wrote this article. Who drew um, the picture? Yeah, this can this be your thumbnail for the episode? <laughs> um, I think, okay. So, the games they found, and this is, the other people use these. These mm-hmm. might not necessarily be his, but they went through, like, his Steam library and, like, all sorts of we'll, libraries. We'll discuss all. Here are some of the games. I bet it was his kids. Here's some of the games they found. Yes. No, I totally could have seen them playing some of this. All right, let's see. I can see them. Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Really? Advent Children. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Resident <laughs> Evil. This is the one that really got me. Animal Crossing Wild World. <laughs> uh, didn't take Osama for a fan of that. And Super Mario Bros. Please, let me check And then this is what they said the most interesting one was. 
Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. I knew about that one. And the ending line of this was like, who knows, maybe you fragged Bin Laden in a Counter-Strike server or even played on his team. It's a pretty interesting. Um, So this is a game he played. He also played Half-Life 2, which is funny. Man, I see. Um, Some movies... Let's talk about Let's the hear movies. the movies. movies this um, is a movie podcast. This is the one I wanted. These, I think, are his kids. Cause Let's hear them. Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, <laughs> Ants, Cars. Yeah, these are all Tom and kids. Jerry, no. Mr. Bean. You really think Osama Bin Laden had the time to play video games and watch movies? He loved them. As well as a number of viral videos, such as Charlie Bit My Finger. Yeah, it's his kids. And Shut 28 up. crocheting tutorials, which I don't think were his kids. Probably his wife. No, she doesn't know. She can't use a computer. He had to be doing some stuff this whole time. But yeah, whatever. Take this all the grain of salt. I, so we have no article. confirmation that Osama bin Laden actually did yeah. any of these. No, in my mind, Osama's watching. I say, in my mind, he's like playing. That. He's he's selling. He's getting those bells in Animal Crossing every night. <laughs> I like the idea of Osama bin Laden being like. You know what I've been meaning to do for so long and just never got around to it? Crocheting. <laughs> he had a lot of time on his hands. I mean, he was like, never mind. Oh, say it. <laughs> We're not saying that. Say All it. right, I'm Mr. Blister on Letterboxd. Mr. <laughs> Blister reviews on Instagram. I don't post on Instagram anymore. Um, Letterboxd, also John Pietrofraza, where I guess there's um, some discrepancy between <laughs> my scores. <laughs> like, for instance, my letterbox may say that Zoo Caper is half a star, but as you've heard me discussing here, I think there's more to it than that. Yes. So. Um, I'm on Instagram, Nick Movie Reviews. I'm also on Twitter, just Nick Cody. You should find me. I have a letterbox, but rarely use it. I promise I will use it more. Okay. No, I plan on using it more. Lastly, we're not going to forget this time. What's our next letter? Oh, oh yes. Um, I don't know. Our letter is, is we're going to do it on air. Just kidding. Uh, is it M? I'm actually, I'm sorry, let me just call it. Uh, I don't know what the letter is. I'm, don't worry, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. was M, wasn't it? I think it was uh, I forgot what I picked for M. I'm not going to lie. What movies did we pick for M? I know Nick remembers I don't his. I remember. Yeah, you gave it a one. Nick, Nick um, picked what? Magic Mike. Double, double <laughs> points for that one. Carter picked Man of Earth. Man from Earth. Man from Earth. And I picked the moment of truth. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.